0: Welcome to GDN's Talking Comics Interview. On today's show, we welcome founder and CEO of Unique Studios, Roy Okoupe. Through his work in his company, Roy has been championing the mythologies, legends and stories of Africa in his interconnected Unique universe. A collection of comic books, animation, and future games aimed to promote the stories and talents of African creators and diversity. Now, here's your host, Martin Sexton. Alright, so
1: welcome to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics Interview. I am your host, Martin, and today we are privileged to talk to the energetic and entrepreneurial Roy Coupe. Roy has worked hard through his unique studios to share not only his love of comics and animation, but more importantly, the diverse wellspring that is African culture, mythologies, and the rich stories inspired by them. Since its founding in 2015, Roy and his creative team have embraced this mission, not only in name, but by action with an interconnected comic world known as the Unique Universe that introduces not only great stories, but the amazing talents of African creators. So let's welcome the founder and CEO of Unique Studios, Roy Akupe, to GVN's Talking Comics interview. Thank you for giving us all your time. Roy, how are we doing?
2: Hello. Hello. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Um, really, really excited to to jump right in it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an honor to be here. And um, yeah, really excited to, to dive in.
1: Okay. So since this is my first opportunity to talk to you. Uh, let's go ahead and start a little bit of how you got started. Uh, when did you first take an interest in comics and which creators inspired you in that genre?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so for me personally, um, I've been a huge fan of superhero and fantasy stories um, for as far back as I can remember. Um, but um, funny enough, animation was my first love. Um, it just so happened that when I tried to do animation the first time, I failed miserably. And I was like, hey, here's this com- comic thing over here that um, I could possibly fund myself. Um, and that's really how I got to comic books as a professional. But in terms of just um, as somebody who read comic books I've, I've been doing that since i was a kid um uh x-men spider-man were uh i would say um i don't know if i can use this word a uh, gateway drug <laughs> for me to get into get <laughs> comics i'm so sorry if, if i'm misusing that but essentially that was just like my first um exposure to to just how awesome comics are and i haven't looked back since then um and in terms of what has inspired me obviously stan lee But also uh, Dwayne McDuffie um, as well too, um, for obvious reasons because he was one of the pioneers of, um, you know, really you know being one of the uh, the the black creators that uh, were working in comics. um, I believe during the '90s uh, in the milestone era, and um, you know, as somebody who who is of African descent, it was really good to see somebody like that really um, push the envelope in storytelling with comics, not just with comics but in animation. And to see just how much diversity that he put into his work, so it's always been a goal of mine to to follow in in those footsteps. And um, you know, for me now, it's it's really about you know honoring those that came before me and allowed me the opportunity to be where I am today.
1: Excellent. Okay, so in 2015, you started Unique Studios, and you said you you kind of uh, were noticing maybe maybe a lack of African-inspired representation available. So, did you have any trepidation as you kind of went into it of of exactly how you were going to go about when you started Unique?
2: Yeah, um, initially there was some um, there was fear, Um, (laughs) but I you know one thing that I always preach to people um, is that um, you can't be afraid to fail. Uh, You shouldn't be afraid to fail because you learn more from failure than you do from success that's some, some something that has driven me in my you know personally in my career in my life as a whole um but there was definitely the trepidation that is anybody even gonna buy this but I knew in my heart that um, the industry was craving and this was before um <clears throat> obviously Black Panther came out as a comic in the 60s but I feel like the movie itself Black Panther really pushed things um out there in terms of, African culture, African history, African mythology, as it pertains to entertainment as a whole, not just not just with movies. A lot of people were paying attention. But um, like I said, Black Panther came out in 2018. I launched in 2015. Um, but even as early back uh, as early as then, I just knew that if somebody was able to create these superhero and fantasy stories um from an African perspective, but for a global audience, because that's very important. I don't right. just create these stories for people that look like me, it's important to be authentic, it's important to, to represent our culture. But for me, it's equally as important to create characters that anybody from any part of the world who loves comics or animation or storytelling in general can see themselves in these characters. So I just, I felt like as long as I stayed true to story and character, um, you know, people would gravitate towards, you know, my stories. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, when I released my first Kickstarter in 2015, um EXO The Legend of Wally Williams it was featured on CNN BBC Forbes The Washington Post and it was then that I knew that okay this is this is something that everybody not just people like me want to see so I doubled down then I quit my full-time job and I went into creating comics
1: all right okay so like when you were first you know developing which books that you're going to do uh did you already have in mind what you kind of wanted to uh look at or did you have to do some research or, or maybe some conversation into deciding which books you wanted to do
2: Yeah, very early on, as early as 2012, uh, I started really plotting out what I wanted to do with the unique universe. I know that I wanted to create an interconnected, um, you know, uh, a world of African superhero and fantasy stories, um, you know, heavily inspired, obviously, by the MCU, which was really just becoming um, really huge. I think Avengers was released in 2012. Um, So at that point in time, when I I had gone to the theater to watch Avengers, um, I was just like... I just love the way that they are creating these individual stories and sort of linking them up in, in this, um, you know, epic crossover events. Um, so I decided that I wanted to, you know, take that model and obviously do it into com- in, in the comic book world. And that's where for me, the idea of doing graphic novels, um, you know, minimum of 120, 120 pages as opposed to floppy comics came to be because I wanted people to read an entire story and really get... <clears throat> a full story of, of, of whatever character or world I was trying to represent. Um, sort of like them reading a, a movie, having a movie in their hands. Um, and and um, yeah, for me, it was really about planning out, okay, let's start with EXO, then introduce Malaika after that, then introduce Iyanu after that, then The Windmaker. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's really been an exciting um, way to really sort of like just bring everything out um, and and to see how people have reacted to it is is very humbling and it's 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 really like I said exciting.
1: I yeah, say so it's, it's all very. I mean, because I've looked through it, it's all very great. Okay, now we, you said your first love was animation, and you got into that uh, creating your mythical warrior queen animated short. Yeah. Uh Was it uh, a little easier? You know, once you got in, got your studio started to, uh, get, you know, because you said you know, like your first one didn't quite turn out the way you yeah. hoped. Uh So it, did it work out a little easier this time as you worked through it?
2: yeah um, my idea was to use um um to uh, to use the, the medium of of comics as a way to prove that these stories actually matter these stories actually um have um reach and these stories can actually grow a fan base um and so for the first couple of years um i used kickstarter to, to fund all my books this was before and we can talk about this later the dark horse deal that i got in 2021 mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for me, it was really about building the fan base. Once I got to the point where I was comfortable enough with the fan base in 2018, that's when I decided to do the animated short for Malaika Warrior Queen, which was a huge success, uh, not only on Kickstarter, but then when we put it on YouTube, uh, I think to date, it has done almost 800,000 views on YouTube, um, you know, as well. So um, it was really huge to be able to write, direct and produce that and and really show my um, my skills as, as in the animation industry and as a storyteller, not just in the comic book industry. And now, you know, I'm able to be in a position where I can do both comics and animation, which is something that I've always dreamed about. Um, and moving forward, like I said, the future is really bright for unique studios. And I can't wait for people to see some of the things that we have now and some of the things that we have planned in the future.
1: Uh, very good. Well, and if anyone hasn't watched the Malika short, you need to because it's it's actually very excellent. Uh, and, and one of the things actually, I noticed that uh, you know you put out a behind the scenes thing where you were showing that you you know recording the voice, voiceovers, and I thought it was funny because uh-huh. you told the talented young actress, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that even though she you know, she was doing the fight scene, you said even though you may feel a little silly doing this, it's going to look great in the end, <laughs> and, and it did. And, and yeah. the reason I said it because it it reminded me I had talked to the gentleman who did special effects for. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's what he would tell his actors. He said, you know, I'm going to put you up in these wires and you're going to be flopping around. You're going to feel like a fool, but I guarantee you, you're you going to look cool <laughs> when it's done and exactly what happened. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, so I understood that. Okay, so one of the things that has been most impressive to me about you is your willingness to share, you know, how you've done what you've done and how yes. other people who might want to follow in your footsteps.
0: Yeah. Uh, why do you think it's important for you to give back? Um. engineering your success
2: because that's what we are supposed to do that's that's the job of um you know creators um it's not just about you creating stuff for people to consume it's about you setting up the the people that are coming behind you or even people that are beside you i really believe that um you know as you advance in your career it's your duty to show people the things that worked and show people the things that did not work um you know Uh, To me, that's just the principle that I carry. I feel like if more people do that, we would have, um, the industry would be much better. It'd be much more inclusive. Um, and, you know, an industry that's much more inclusive is more diverse, you know, by uh, automatically and an industry that's more diverse personally to me is more interesting because they have so many beautiful stories. Um, not everybody has the opportunity to go to film school or to go to, you know, a college where they can learn how to write or, you know, to direct or to to, to produce comics, you know, so the other, the other thing that people have to look at is going on YouTube and reading blogs and to be able to find information. Um, I know that for me when I first started, it was very hard to find information, it was very hard to find mentors. And, um, you know, so for me, it's it's my way of giving back and just putting all the information out there and trying not to hide anything or hide quote unquote trade secrets. I don't believe in that. I believe in, in giving as much away as, as possible. Um and I think um I think it's just the right thing to do.
1: Excellent. Okay. So one of your interviews that I was watching, uh, and you were talking kind of about that, you had mentioned what you called a Mickey Mouse moment. Uh, If
2: you could, could you explain
1: that uh, to our followers?
2: Yeah, I've always, um, I've always been fascinated um, with Disney as a company, just how um, huge that they are. But at the same time, going back to where it started, um, for a lot of people don't know that what Disney was um, told by one of his bosses when he was very young that he lacked imagination. Um, And that's really funny, you know, to, to see where Disney is right now. And I can only imagine if he had listened to that supervisor at that point in time, and he quit on his dreams, we wouldn't have all the stuff that we have from Disney right now. Now say what you want to say about, you know, him as a person, that's not what I'm talking about. Just him as a creator. He's been able to do so many great things that have, you know, shape the world. You know, with okay. the characters and, and 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 the stories. But it all started with one thing, Mickey Mouse. A lot of times, people want to come out the gates with so many different things or so many different projects that they get overwhelmed and they also confuse their fan base. I always try to tell people, what's your minimum viable project about products? What's your MVP? Like, what is the one thing that you can put out there that you can start with that people can, that can resonate with people. And you can build on top of that. And for me personally, it was EXO, The Legend of Wally Williams, which is a sci-fi superhero story that takes place um, in, in, in near futuristic Lagos, Nigeria, which is where I was born and raised. Um, you know, so that's, that was the one thing that I put all my efforts in in 2015. And ever since then, I've built everything that I've done has been built on top of that. Now I have an entire universe of... You know um different series the EXO series the Malaika series the Iyanu series the Windmaker series these are things that you can now absorb and read and buy you know uh but again it started with just one thing so I always encourage people if you're looking to build an empire it literally starts with one thing and with Disney it was Mickey Mouse so you always have to ask yourself what is my Mickey Mouse
1: all right. Very good. Okay. So now you know, talking about your books, like I said, the one thing that I noticed by looking through them all is you have a fabulous, talented bunch of creators doing your artwork and such. Uh, yes. Yeah. So how did you go about recruiting some of those?
2: Yeah. To me, it was very important that if I was going to be creating stories that were inspired by African history, culture, and mythology, that the people that were actually going to be illustrating these characters were on the continent, not just from the continent. Um, you know, so for me, from day one, I've always, um, for my comic books, used Nigerian talents, uh, African talents to, to create the books. And to me, it's one of my missions to expose African creatives to a global audience and to empower them as well. Um, I want people to read the books and be marveled by the artwork and others to writing, And then for them to be able to look at the credits page and see that this was done by Nigerians. Um, because a lot of times people have opened my books and they're like, wow. nigerian did this and i'm like yeah we know how to we know how to draw too we know how to illustrate we know how to animate we know how to create video games we do all these things and you know a lot of us do it very well so um yeah my thing is to is to really expose african creatives and african creators to like myself um to a global audience to a mainstream audience and one of the ways that i've done that so far was you know with the with the comic books even the malika animation was done exclusively uh, by a team in, in Nigeria, uh, a, a studio called Antio Studios, which is a Nigerian animation studio. They did the entire animation. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really proud to be able to expose the talents to the, a US audience, a global audience. And that is something that I hope to continue to do with each and every product, pro- product and project I release moving forward. Uh, very good. Okay,
1: so you had mentioned your uh, collaboration with Dark Horse. Uh, so what was it about the Dark Horse offer that made your decision, one that you felt comfortable with and, help, and helped you make that move?
2: Yeah, I think um Dark Horse, um, at least in, in my own experience, and I, I think other people can co-sign this, they're very creative friendly. Um, you know, since the since the um the acquisition in terms of the the graphic novels and the content by by uh, by Dark Horse, they've really let me do what I what I want to do with the stories, um, they gave me so much freedom to continue to to do what I've been doing as a self publisher, and um, they support me and and, and give me um, obviously a bigger reach in terms of um, more of a fan base, you know, exposing the books to their fan base, um, you know, as well. So I mean, for me, it was you know just about being very comfortable to continue to be myself as a writer and as a creator, and the moment I felt that Dark Horse was going to give me that it was an easy decision to make on the 10 book deal you know, uh, that we have right now. All right. Very
1: good. Well, that's what I've got for you, Roy. But uh, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to promote any other upcoming projects you have and also share where people can go to learn more and follow you, uh, you and on Unique Studios.
2: Yeah, um so right now we we have um 6 of the um 10 books released so far with Dark Horse. Um you know, uh from the EXO series, we have two two great volumes out. Uh, like I said, EXO um is is a superhero uh, sci-fi, sci-fi afro story, um you know, and um it's it's a very character-driven one that really deals with, you know, um what it means to forgive and what it means to live with un- unforgiveness and and how that can be essentially a a hindrance to you becoming the hero that you're always meant Mm. to be. Um, And then we have the Malaika series, which is a um, historical fantasy story that takes place in pre-colonial West Africa. So you get to see what West Africa was like before colonization. You also get to see the the titular character Malaika who struggles between being a warrior and a queen because those things don't always mesh together. When do I be diplomatic versus when do I be a warrior? Uh, And then you have, Uh, Iyanu Child of Wonder which was recently greenlit as an animated series for HBO Max Uh, so that's going to be coming soon Um, but the books are available right now Iyanu Volume 1 and Iyanu Volume 2 Iyanu is a um, sort of like a prehistoric um, uh, fantasy tale that takes place uh, Mm -hmm. that is inspired by um, West African mythology so just think of it like Avatar The Last Airbender but infused with Yoruba culture Yoruba is is one of the tribes of of Nigeria Uh, and then we have The Windmaker which is an urban fantasy story um, that really di- dives deep into what it takes to be um, excuse me, dives deep into what the, the price of blind blind loyalty is and how somebody that becomes a superhero really measures how he uses his powers to help his people. Um, so all these books are available right now in stores and everywhere books are sold. Um, you can read you can read each individual series on its own or you can go through the entire thing um you know and and sort of like try to see where the connections are coming together and then hopefully hey maybe one day we get to see all these characters together in in one book that's that's always been my plan but yeah please go out please uh, support the books these are great books these are books that are trying to do something different bring something different something you've never seen before um and I guarantee you, if you take a chance on one um you're going to be hooked and you're going to want to have everything
1: Absolutely. Okay. And uh, your uh, website for Unique Studios, where where can I go to learn a little more? Yes.
2: You can go to UniqueStudios.com, Y o u n w e k, and then the word studios. You can always follow us on um, all our social channels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok, at Unique Studios. Um, you know, as well too. So, you know, if you want to DM me for questions, if you just want to see what we're all about about without, you know, making a purchase, you want to see what the reviews are or things like that, you can check out our website, check out our Instagram, Um, lots more information on there.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate it, Roy. And we'll be following uh, Unique Studios very closely and hopefully get to talk to you again
2: real soon down the line. Same here, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geekvibes Nation.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership.